Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of uh, Gateway to Cinema, the spinoff of the far more popular podcast reboot already underway, the Planet Sheen, the main podcast, Adventures of Jimmy Neutron. God. That's your analogy for this week. Wow, we're really going for this, I think. (laughs) I think we're in it for the long haul at this point. I don't know. There's so many bad spinoffs, just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right but i am of course your host aaron Hahn, joined as always by jacob lacy hello don't think it don't say it everyone <laughs> hey that's my that's, that's my phrase i know you need a catchphrase but you can't steal I, mine yeah, i'm i'm gonna take these next few episodes kind of try out some catchphrases until we get there so we'll see i, I won't steal your catchphrase just this episode you can't take that one that, one, that one's yeah. mine yeah and also the bye-bye man's Oh, oh, I, I said it. Oh, look, at, look at that. No. Well, it's not his phrase. It was the... Never mind. Well, that movie is too confusing. Yeah. But... If, if you want to hear us talk about The Bye Bye Man, we actually have finally seen it. We're talking about it on the Thursday show. So get yes. excited for that. Well, look, <laughs> yep, it's going to be great. But oh, this, will, this, uh, this episode of Gateway to Cinema will also be great. It will. Because this is the podcast where we run through a... List of a hundred movies that I once made for Jacob Lacey. Films that are, you know, interesting films to watch if you're looking to get into the greater scale, the greater scope of like cinema. And this week mm-hmm. we're talking about a classic film. Talking about Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. All right. So, so you just want me. We're to gonna talk. we're gonna start with a. Uh, your first impressions, spoiler-free thoughts on Blazing Saddles. So, I went into this movie a little skeptical. The only other um, Mel Brooks Mel film Br- I've seen is Spaceballs, which is very fondly remembered, I think, by a lot of people in our generation. But I don't like it. I don't like Spaceballs at all. I think you don't like Spaceballs? it's so dumb. Even with your... It extreme love for star wars yeah i think it's so dumb i hate it so much <laughs> i think there are clever scenes like i like the alien uh like kind of the chest burster the chest, uh, and what about the scene where they rent space balls that, again and start watching it yeah but everything surrounding it i'm like this is just it's more it's less clever than it thinks it's being <laughs> so um so i was a little unsure as to what I was going to be getting uh, watching Blazing Saddles. But I can say that I enjoyed it fairly well. I was uh, pretty surprised. Um, I thought that uh, a couple of the actors in particular were um, really great, uh, had some great comedic timing, and I need to look up their names because I'm horrible at remembering names. But uh, other than Gene Wilder, um, I thought Cleveland Little was fantastic. His comedic mm-hmm. timing was just... I, I think I might need to see more that he was in because that was great. And then uh, Madeline Kahn was also hilarious uh, in her few scenes that she had. But um, mm-hmm. So, I, overall, I laughed quite a bit at this. I loved the absurdist nature of the humor, especially near the end of the film. Yes, of course. And... Uh, um, I was especially taken back that a film 
could be made like this in 1974. <laughs> like, I feel like this pushed a lot, a lot, a lot of boundaries <laughs> for 1974. Um, mm-hmm. So I was, I was impressed by that. I was just impressed by um, their committing, them committing to this satire of Western films and not really flinching, I guess. I was, I was like, oh, well, hey, true to your art, go for it. So, those are my spoiler-free thoughts. Well, I guess we are uh, continuing our streak, then, of you liking every single one of the movies we've covered so we far. We are. We are. You know, I thought Escape to New York might be the end, or Escape from that's... New York might be the end, even though it's not the same show. <laughs> but, that, yeah, that's, that wasn't on the list. Although, I totally would have put that on the list yeah, had I, I seen it would've. before. <laughs> Now, that's the type of movie I would put on. I honestly picked this one because I'm like, we need one that I might not like. And then I ended up watching it and being like, no, I, I like this quite a bit because I'm like, <laughs> Mel Brooks. Eh. But now I'm like, yeah, Mel Brooks, all right. Just stay away from Star Wars, Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, you want to get into spoilers? I mean, I mean we'll, we'll, we'll see because there's actually two other Mel Brooks movies on the list, I believe. I believe there's also Young Frankenstein and... Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, okay, I didn't know that one was a Mel Brooks film. So, Robin Hood Men in Tights people are like I think a little more mixed on, but it's mm. something like me and my brothers watch like all the time. Ah, okay. So, we'll see about that one. Can we tear into it? <laughs> no, I'm just But kidding. yeah, uh, um. the so the reason why I put Blazing Saddles on the list is of course, it's a classic. It's a hilarious mm. film in my opinion and mm-hmm. I think in yours. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I also just think it's a really great film if we're if we're like thinking about these films as like an introduction to the art form of cinema the western genre is such a you know is such an important piece of film history Mm -hmm. like especially going back if you were looking like the 50s or 60s and even certain films today the western genre is one of the biggest genres in cinema and so this kind of just satirical takedown of it is very fascinating to watch especially when as you mentioned you get to the end of the film and it's kind of like a deconstruction of the entire art form itself (laughs) so it's it's a great film to watch it's very entertaining and also you know just very interesting to analyze Mm -hmm. so let's talk about it a little more in depth let's get into spoilers let's get into spoilers um so now i don't think i would have enjoyed this as much had i not at least had something of an understanding of the western genre like before mm-hmm. this having seen some of the older films from the 50s kind of understanding the tropes and uh, all that i feel like i would have definitely probably still liked it but not have gotten like the same um amount of hey, hey. right satire kind of yeah. requires you to understand the source yeah. material to fully yeah. appreciate it like and the one that i was like hey that looks like something I remember uh, the most was near the end of the film when the camera's panning up from the fight and you see the studio a lot because mm-hmm. there's like a shot in High Noon where you can see like power lines and stuff as the camera pans <laughs> up. And uh, I was just like, okay. And then, you know, you get into the other film that's being made or whatever and they're, he, the director's doing his thing. I'm like, all right, this gag's running on a bit long. Like, whatever, we get it. It was all a movie. But then they break into the set and start fighting. I'm like, all right, yep, this is awesome. Never mind, I love it. <laughs> and, um, of course, like Spaceballs, they go and watch 
yeah. blazing saddles and blazing yeah. saddles, yes. and you're just like, it's it's it, great, you know. It makes no sense, but all right. <laughs> Your mind's breaking. How does this work? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously loved the end. I thought it was hilarious and and weird and just completely outlandish but in the best way possible and then you know they ride off in the car at the end it's just it's great right i Um, mean like like for satire films for even comedy films in general the third act is usually like the weakest point like when it mm -hmm. falls apart because you either have to like bring in some drama to like kind of create a climax create that kind of story arc that most films have used (laughs) out or like you never come to any conclusion and then people are like you know what was the point of all this Mm -hmm. it was just a series of pointless gags but then you get so i think the decision to just go completely outlandish on this was perfect it's just so absurd it yeah it certainly is it's 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 definitely different from the rest of the film but at the same point it works so well because the whole film has like kind of been like breaking the fourth wall yeah. or like introducing the anachronisms and all that sort of stuff all along. And then finally, you know, it's just like goes full blast, breaks it all down. Yeah. Perfect. Um, well, especially because, uh, and I'm already forgetting character names, but, uh, uh, Bart, uh, will mm-hmm. just be like talking to the camera and be, <laughs> uh, or was it, it happens two different times. It's either Bart or the or Headley who says something like, "Why am I asking you?" <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. Uh, just uh, great moments um, like that. But uh, yeah, other than that, I, I thought the uh, musical scene with uh, Madeline Kahn's character was just one of the <laughs> most strange. Like, why is this here? But also, like, she sells it so well that it's like perfect i love that because it is such a great kind of parody of that western trope where you you very often had kind of like that prostitute character who would come and do the song and dance routine Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be all like seductive and sexy and all this and then she comes in and she's just like i'm so tired of all (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's like the complete opposite, so it's perfect. And then she just starts like roasting them too. <laughs> <I'm> yes. like, <laughs> drag them, drag them. <laughs> but uh Yeah, and then like the band comes in at the end, or not the band, uh like the dancers or something. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. It's just it, it's a great scene. And then just the scene it, like directly after that is also great. Um, where she invites uh um I already forgot his name again. Bart? Bart. Bart. Yeah, when she invites Bart back to her room. Just You can just call him the sheriff. The sheriff, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um I mean, that scene is just probably one of my favorites in the movie, just because it's I think probably the two funniest people in the movie. I know people will probably hate me because they love Gene Wilder so much. Um (laughs) but like it's just two of the funniest people in the movie, like, getting to play off of one another, and I think that's that's really great. Also, a line was, uh, I, I read the IMDb trivia after this, because I was kind of... Oh, the line that was originally line that was at the end cut, of that yeah. scene? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... 
I, I really wish that, like, you can almost feel like there's a there's a void in yeah, that it, in it that scene really, now yeah. because you're like it would have been so perfect of an ending. Yeah, I mean it's still a great scene, yeah. but like had they included that line, I don't know. I don't know if we want to get <laughs> no, into the details gonna, of the no, podcast. No, 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 but... no. Um, kids, ask your parents. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and uh, this is this is why it's a bit difficult to talk about comedy movies. I think in this kind of setting where we talk about spoilers and stuff, because the spoilers are the jokes, and it's like, we can't do the jokes justice just sitting here talking about them. Um, sure, sure. But uh, just, of course, iconic moments that I already knew, like, noon? Noon? <laughs> I'd already noon, Aaron? <laughs> Can you ever speak? I don't know. Like... I feel like I'm starting to think, like, I'm devolving or something like that. I don't know. Um but no, uh, just when, like, Mongo punches the horse and it falls down. <laughs> it's just that's an iconic scene. Um, just great moments where, like, Mel Brooks makes not trying look like an art form. Like, there are just moments where, like, someone was, like, pushing a horse over, and then halfway through the shot, you see it's, like, a plastic horse that leans on on its back. I'm like, oh, my God, they don't even care anymore, but it's fantastic. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. But at the same time, it's kind of, like, deconstructing that kind of uh, style of filmmaking when they build the false town at the end. And you're like, this... (laughs) Because, like, in many of those old westerns, that's kind of what they were for the backdrop, was mm-hmm. just, like, the storefronts and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the toll booth scene was also just <laughs> one of the greatest things I've ever seen put to film. <laughs> I mean, oh, does anyone have a dime? No, no one does have a dime. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I loved it. I'll probably watch it again at some point in my life. I'm, I'm excited to watch more Mel Brooks now that I know that it's not just all Spaceballs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Gene Wilder. I, all I'd ever seen Gene Wilder in, I think, before this. Willy Wonka. Was Willy Wonka, yeah. And, uh, oh, that's it? Yeah, Beyond that? I think I'm trying to rack my brain trying to think here, but hmm. I think that might be it. But, like, it... And it's weird because I've seen Willy Wonka so like so many times in my life. Like it's just one of those movies that's always been there. And then I'm like, oh, that's Willy Wonka in this movie. That's not Gene Wilder. <laughs> it's just your brain kind of associates people with their with their characters. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can't even think of anything else. He. Well, I mean, he's also in Young Frankenstein, which right, we right. as discussed, we we're going to cover at some point. Mm-hmm. Should have watched it when it was uh, in the in the theaters. Because it was mm. one of the throwback movies. So was Blazing Saddles, though. Um, got Breakfast Club coming up, though. And I love nice. Breakfast Club so much. So definitely going to go see that one. Um, yeah, Aaron, what about you? Blazing Saddles, you watched it again with me, so... Right, right, because my intention is to rewatch these films alongside you, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. And so I rewatched this recently. And I think it was actually... It was a very... Uh, interesting time for me to rewatch this film because in one of my classes I'm taking this semester I'm writing a paper on kind of how the the western myth is 
one is like the defining mythology for the American identity. Okay. And so like how it's like, it's like a class on um, the great American novel. And I'm discussing like how last Mohicans would be like the great American novel because it's kind of like this whole Western arc and all that. But at the same time, I'm saying like, this is the, the Western mythology is like the source of so many Americans, like social identities, but it is very much kind of like a, white male skewing experience you know and so what's great about blazing saddles is it's kind of like the the critique of that it's kind of like the pushback being like Mm -hmm. we're going to give the attention to the african-americans who are so their experience was so often ignored by the western film or like they were you know relegated to like you know the the typical roles for african-americans at that time you know like the slaves and all that so i think it's very interesting to watch it with that thesis in mind you know kind of being like here's a here's a a film that's mocking the fact that the western is so focused solely on the white experience you know right right so i think that was really great to watch it again yeah and and i think along those same lines the film does focus quite heavily on like racial tensions and humor but it's never mm-hmm. like it's the jokes always on the bigoted white people <laughs> like right like, right like it's always on the bigots it's never on it's never at the expense of anyone else um it, it's based on the people who hate other people because they're a different color, which is like, yeah, we can, and we can, that's why the humor works. Like if they were punching down, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a good movie. It would not have stood the test of time, but exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I was fairly impressed by that again, like 1974, like you think of that time, that area of Hollywood being not entirely, uh, inclusive not entirely uh what's the word i'm looking for i don't know uh not entirely going for racially sensitive i suppose like even then it was still kind of like hey alec guinness is gonna play some guy from the middle east i mean even now adam sandler still has white guys playing people of other ethnicities so it's like i don't know Mm -hmm. it, it just feels very like you said, they're not ever punching down, which is nice. Um, yeah. All right. Is that Blazing I mean, Saddles, Aaron? That's, uh, I guess, in the, I mean, obviously we could just, like, sit here and throw out quotes back yeah, and forth and all, all that. All but like quotes. we said, badges? it just wouldn't do the jokes we no justice if we were to do that. <laughs> what? I said badges? We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> Or, uh, well, God, Headley says something like, uh, you guys are all going to go fight. I'm going to be here working on my, uh, best supporting actor, <laughs> like Oscar nomination or something to that effect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how, how can we not mention the theme song, which is just icing on the cake for this movie. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I love it. All those old <laughs> Westerns had like dumb theme songs. <laughs> it's like oddly inspiring yeah. you know yeah. it just like makes yeah. you want to go out and just save the day you certainly do you certainly do right you certainly do aaron <laughs> i'm doing my adam sandler voice 
but like, and I believe, I I believe it was the case that like the songwriter didn't know the film was satirical. Like oh Mel Brooks kind of like tricked him into making it. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, I hope that's true. I hope that's true. I'll, so I'll have to look that up again, but I think yeah. that's what I heard. Oh man, I'm excited, Aaron. I'm excited to go down this Mel Brooks path. See what see what we find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was a bit worried that we were going to have too many films on this list that are too similar because obviously I didn't write this list with this kind of podcast series designed, right. you know, in mind. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, it will be interesting to kind of see how that uh, reaction builds when you see multiple films that are mm-hmm. from the same. Uh, director yeah so and then it gives me and people watching along with us a a greater sense of that director's style and how they built their style and stuff like that so i think i think i think it'll work having multiple from the same director so all right well we're not going to get to those next the the very next week but no no are we have, are we firmly settled on Blade for next week? Yeah, yeah, I think we're firmly settled on that. Cause, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because then next because you want to do Blade, then Blade Two with Guardians coming out. Oh no, I was more settled on Blade coming out the week that Guardians comes out, and then Blade Two being when Spider Man comes out. But we can do Blade and Blade Two, right? Oh, I don't so. care. I, I it's whatever it's <laughs> up to you. But next okay. week, I guess we're gonna cover Blade. Two weeks. Two weeks, we're gonna cover Blade. We'll figure it out. I don't know. We'll how figure time it works. out. Okay. Time is a flat circle, as we decided in uh, in Psycho's podcast. And so David's yeah, on, well, so I we guess that's probably it wrap it for, That's it for uh, Blazing Saddles. So if you want to find us around the web, you can find uh, Jacob at at Jake Lace on Twitter. I and love Star Jake Wars guys. Unders- that's or Jake underscore about. Lace. Yeah, Jake underscore Lace on Twitter and Jake Lace on <sighs> Tumblr. If you want to hear about Star Wars, that's all I've been tweeting about lately. So, <laughs> oh God, the Last Jedi, Aaron. Oh my God. Sol- solid teaser. Solid teaser. Oh, oh. Pretty, pretty hyped. Yeah. I think I might. You think I might go see this film? You know. Maybe. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure, but yeah. I, I, I might. I might see it. Yeah. All right. Where anyway, if you, you want to find David, oh, who's David. not on this podcast, but you know, we're gonna plug him anyway. Want to find him around the web? He's at Twitter at DBEX with two S's 15. Oh, you nailed right? it. You nailed Got it. it. And if you want to find me around the web, I'm at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Hmm. And this clever blog name is already taken.tumblr.com. Posted a review of The Fate of the Furious. You did. Everyone go read that. It was very good. It's very good. And what is the Twitter for the oh, podcast? Uh, reboot already on. Because we have a long name, guys. I, I always forget to plug that one, but that yeah. one too. Follow yeah. us, check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes, or mm-hmm. that's I guess all that's we're it on for right now. now. But. Yep. We're working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, yeah. Until next time, don't think it, don't say it. Bye bye, man. It's good. It's a good one. It's good. It's, it's better now that we've seen the film. It is. <laughs>